0: and welcome to another episode of unpublished my name is amy i'm
1: james and
0: today we are doing a and a and we've specifically asked for questions about uh i guess more personal questions about who it is me and james are and our creative practices and our relationship
1: yeah excited for this one i just felt like we haven't really given that insight yeah much on the podcast like obviously we talk about our lives but we haven't given you guys the opportunity to ask us direct questions about it and I think it's nice to get to know us a bit better.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. Thank you so much for anyone who's sent their questions in. We're always so grateful for you. We're just, I know we say it each week, but we're very, very grateful for this community we have. Uh, and for, you know, you listeners, we just love you very much.
1: Yeah, even though some, some days, like, obviously, I'm like, oh, we have to record a podcast. And that's something that's going to take up time and energy. It's never something that I'm not looking forward to.
0: No, it's the best.
1: It's always something I'm, at least I'm like, well, at least the task I have to do today is the podcast, which is fun.
0: Yeah. Okay, let's dive into some of these questions. So the first one is, how do you stay out of each other's hair, especially when one is in the zone and the other isn't? This is just such a such a good question.
1: Um, at the risk of sounding like a bitch, I'm very good at it and Amy's not.
0: James um, is autistic and, and really, really focuses very, very hard and i am learning how to give him space for when he's in that deep focus space whereas i um, am much more able to flit in and out of my creative zone to talking to business i just feel a lot more malleable as a person compared to james
1: and he almost talks through her ideas out loud as she goes yeah whereas i'm like disappear into something for four hours and come out outside. Yeah.
0: A real game changer for us has been noise canceling headphones for James so um he can't hear me when I talk to him. <laughs> so if I do and you know I'm it's not intentional I just do talk to him if an idea comes to me I'm like James blah 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 blah. And now he has noise cancelling headphones. He literally just can't hear me. Then when he doesn't reply, I remember, oh, James is working on something. It's not the time for me to speak to him, and I haven't interrupted him. And I just, you know, clock that for another date.
1: We've also tried a system of notepads, where Amy has to come over to me and write, which well, has to write on a notepad thing, ideas she's had that she wants to talk to me about. Yeah. That didn't really work. No. Um, that was, I think, that was recommended by my therapist, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it was kinda good for a bit, but the problem was that she would just forget about the notepad.
0: Yeah. It is interesting being in a in a household with two creatives. But, you know, this is where it would be for a lot of us in lockdown, you know, when we're both working on different things in small spaces. Um and it's definitely been a journey and I am for some reason a very slow learner, um, when it comes to just not speaking as soon as I have an impulse to speak.
1: The other problem is we're just in a very, very small apartment. We are yeah. So there's just no it's either you're in the bedroom or you're in the living space living space. and so it's like the, that's why I loved going to the cafe because I felt like it was getting out of that space that's why mm-hmm. I love going there to write um obviously it hasn't been possible for the last four months since we've been in lockdown but it's something that I'm looking forward to getting back to yeah um it is hard for us it's probably one of our major challenges as yeah a it is probably
0: one of our major challenges
1: but just like everything just be trying to be patient and
0: yeah compassionate yeah tell us your love story is the next question
1: well, Amy came to my school in year 11, so um, the year before our final year. Mm. Uh, she, that was an unusual time to come to the school because she'd moved to Australia from the UK. And we basically had, we had, every I think, every single class together. We did. So for maths, because Amy didn't do maths. Of course. <laughs> um, and we were put into, in drama, we were put into the same group for two different assignments, which had us working in very close proximity, but we still didn't get together... Okay,
0: I'm taking over. Okay,
1: you can take over.
0: So I, I had an immediate crush on James from, like, day one. I was like, wow, that's a fucking hot guy in my history class. It was my first ever class of this school. And I was like, wow, that's nice. And I had major crush. Everyone's like, yeah, that's James Weinstock. Like, he's kind of a bit of a dark horse. No one really knows what's going on with him. And I was like, okay, well, obviously, like, I had some goals, you know? Like, I had my eyes set on him. But he literally was the most mysterious, random guy. Like, he'd always say he'd turn up to the parties and then, like, he'd never show. Or, like, he'd show up at, like, 10.30 at night when, or, like, even, like, 11, like, just before we'd leave. And I'm like, where have you been? Like, what do you do with your life? You were so ambiguous and so, I don't know, you you were that dark horse. And I just had this, I literally had a crush from day one. And James proudly admits that he had absolutely no interest in me. For most of that first year,
1: I liked you as a person. I wasn't, I didn't really like, I was going through a very uh, introspective stage. I wasn't really, I mean, I was very in my own world for that year of my life. Mm. Mm. Spending a lot of time alone at home. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was interesting. Anyway, we got together in year, at the end of year 11. Yeah. It's kind of a scandalous love story. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it?
1: Sure. Well, I kissed Amy when she was still dating my friend. (laughs) Um, It was a big deal. Everyone got very angry at us. Old
0: school, it was an uproar. Amy cheated on her boyfriend with James Weinstock. And um, it was kind of a shit show, you know. Kids can be mean. We were both 17 and we were in the middle of this big drama.
1: Yeah, it was unfortunate timing. I started to like Amy basically the day she started to go out with or no, maybe like a week before she had to go out with my friend and then they were dating for like two months and i was like you know what i'm just gonna go for this at a, at a party that we were at and it worked and obviously it wasn't the best and it wasn't super nice but um we got through it and yeah
0: yeah it was wild we were so young we were 17 we've been together since we were 17 years old so it's nearly 12 years yeah 12 years um But our first kiss was um, we'd gone to see a Shakespeare play in the gardens uh, with a group of friends and me and James had gone for a walk uh, later in the evening and uh, it was on Juliet's balcony. So incredibly cute. Like, what was I meant to do? What was I meant to do? Okay, so that was our love story.
1: I mean, I feel like other than that moment of indiscretion, like that was the worst thing. That's the worst thing we've ever done. I I felt like shit. It was the worst thing I've ever done. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it was, it was horrible. It was. But it was worth it in the end.
0: It was totally worth. Like we got married. Like can people, give us some slack, please. Literally. All right, Isha has asked: Have you and James done the Wizarding World quizzes? What are you? What is your house, Wonder or, and Patronus?
1: I like to say I'm a Hufflepuff, but I always test into Ravenclaw.
0: Yeah, I know that you really want to be a Hufflepuff, and it's really They're pure of you. I know, but you're not. Yeah. And I tend to test into all of the houses. Um. Do I?
1: I feel like you consistently test into Gryffindor.
0: Oh, I just feel like that's a lame one. I'd rather be a Ravenclaw.
1: I know, but you're not. Or a
0: Slytherin. Slytherins are cool
1: are very transgressive and you are a rebel at heart
0: yeah that makes me excited
1: and you're ambitious but i think you know like Gryffindor and silver and they're two sides of the same coin
0: yeah interesting as for patronuses and wands, i do not know i
1: think mine's a wolf uh i don't it's know nice. I, I have i mean i have a Pottermore account that i briefly made the, to do the test and it's all in there i just can't really fully remember i
0: think if you were to have a patronus though james it would be a bear a brown bear mm-hmm. there you go people used to tell me my, that my patronus was a peacock which i feel like is like doesn't speak well about me It's, like, very vain and showy. I don't
1: know. I think it's because it's, like... A lot. You're a lot.
0: (laughs) Which book, movie, universe would you like to be a part of and which character would you like to play?
1: So, I mean, like, wouldn't you just want to be a Hobbit in Hobbiton? Yes. I mean, that's a bit... Maybe if I had to... The thing is, because stories and, and... Because stories are built around conflict. So many of these worlds are so horrible. Like, (laughs) you know, I'm obsessed with ancient Rome. But if someone's like, "Would you want to go back and live there?" I'm like, "Fuck no!" (laughs) Like, 99.9% chance I'm just a peasant who is living off a thousand calories a day, like breaking my back in the fields, dying at 40. That's like 99. Or in war, that's 99.9% chance. Like, and even if you're a, a noble, you're like an oppressive slave owner who just is a dickhead and you're also probably just gonna die of malaria really young so it's like i don't i've i like i honestly am someone who's like i i think that we got born into probably the best time yeah but sp- place yeah so many books that aren't utopian and they're also also dystopian i
0: agree let's just say like hobbiton yeah. when they've like recollected after the after sauron era. yeah okay.
1: yeah i mean i love the every time i every time i watch Lord of the Rings, we're just like oh my gosh the hobbits just know how to do it right mm they know how to do it. They get life. They get They it. get
0: the slow pace. Mm.
1: Maybe an elf in... Well, like, Tolkien, actually... Because... I don't know. Tolkien has a lot of things. Like, a lot of... Like, being a um, an elf in, Loth- in Lothlorien would be really nice, I think. Rivendell's a little bit too fancy, I think. Oh, a little bit, not from
0: Amy. A little bit... A little bit bougie.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Bougie, just a little bit stale.
0: Okay, yeah, I get that. Okay, cool. What hobbies, interests do you have that are miles away from your creativity?
1: We're both very into physical exercise. Well, I, say I hate I'm to break
0: it to people. I feel like it's like a betrayal of who I am as a person. It's more me. I
1: dragged Amy into it. I, I from a very young age, have been really sporty and into like going to the gym and exercising. And Amy, when we started dating, wasn't into that at all. Like, she was very...
0: I don't move. I didn't move.
1: Nothing. And I honestly, almost through osmosis, like, I didn't make Amy do anything. She just, like, started to come to the gym with me sometimes and then started to go on runs. And,
0: and now I'm a qualified personal trainer. <laughs> Honestly, that was the biggest, like, out of left field turn in my whole life was yep. that for a minute there, I was a personal trainer and I didn't exercise until I was 21. Like, it just was really random. And it reminded me, even though I, I don't want to ever personal train ever again, but it reminded me of, you know, how wild and wondrous we are as humans mm. and how capable we are of change.
1: I also think that, like, that was a bit of a. Um, I was really desperate for work. You wanted to be, you wanted to have work that didn't have a bot. Are you were just really coming to realize that you didn't, really didn't. I couldn't have authority basically yeah um and that was a little bit like, of a oh you could see a career where people didn't necessarily have to have a boss yeah and it was something that you were vaguely interested in
0: yeah
1: um but but, that's one i don't know i mean other things that my other hobbies are like reading gaming dungeons and dragons like nerdy shit which you'd probably say are, are very related to writing mm-hmm. but sport like t- honestly touch football um which is not uh, which is i don't know if it's like it's just huge in australia like there are millions of us play touch football it's it's just it's like rugby union rugby league but you touch instead of tackle. I'm obsessed with it. Like play it two, three times a week. It's when I'm locked down, the biggest thing I miss is touch football. It's like on Sunday, I'd have this big game with all my friends and I just freaking love it. It's like the highlight of my week, every single week. It's just, I live for it basically. Um, It's just an amateur thing. It's just literally just like not even an organized competition. We just get together and we just play touch football for two hours on a Sunday. (laughs) It's very pure. And I just, I am in love with it. Like I get so happy from doing it.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm not on that level with any sport. Like, the joy that you get on a Sunday before touch football, I'm like, holy fuck, it's, it's like he's going to, like, the Maldives. It
1: seriously is. I've, if you were like, you can go to the Maldives, but you can never play touch footy. It's like you can live in the Maldives, but you can never touch. I'm like, fuck off, no way.
0: <laughs> oh, my God, I feel so different. And, but,
1: like, honestly, a huge source of my anxiety in my life is, like, when are my hamstrings going to finally break and I can't sprint anymore, so I can't play touch. Like, I think about that multiple times a week, <laughs> and I get stressed about it.
0: What other hobbies do I have? Um, I mean, yeah, as CrossFit, I love to lift. Like lifting weights has just changed my relationship with my body. I'm and I love the feeling of being strong. It's uh, and it also Same. translates so beautifully well to creativity. Like,
1: like, Amy and I really like to love to squat. Yeah, like that's you know we go in CrossFit. It's very much about the cardio, but we often like we like so often do a strength component first, and then you do it the cardio component. And we're often just groaning our way through the cardio component, but yeah. just like so excited for the squat. Yeah, or the clean jerk, or yeah.
0: Otherwise I am a very creative person and a lot of my creativity a lot of my hobbies are creative. Do I have any other hobbies that aren't creative? I do puzzles all the time. So is creative. I like, love puzzles. That's something I do in my spare time. Which,
1: I don't know, we we consume a lot of books and TV yeah, and movies read. and um Yeah, normal stuff. I mean we we love fine dining, so we'll we often save up and we'll we'll go and blow like we'll go and blow a lot of money once every few months on a really nice meal out um we love food i spend i spend heaps of time just like looking at menus and researching what i could eat and i always love to try new restaurants and um and as i said like we'll, we'll like because we live fairly far away from the city and that's where all the good restaurants are so we'll often go and we're doing it next week after four months of lockdown we couldn't really spend any money so we're like we're, we're basically just going to spend all the money we would have spent in a, eating out in a four-month period in a, over a three-day period <laughs> in the city we're going to go to a hotel we're going to go out to a couple of nice fancy meals and go to hamilton
0: i'm so excited it's yeah really so good Okay, I struggle with the fact that my mind... um, uh, These are probably more creative questions Yeah, we can say. Maybe
1: we'll just put them in the bank and then we'll um, save them for when we do our next creativity Q&A. All
0: right, great. Do you both like reading the same books?
1: Not really. No. Amy, actually, Amy's much more generous than me. I obviously love a big, fat science fiction or fantasy book. Like, and to her credit, Amy... Like, I've made Amy read a 1,200-page Brandon Sanderson book. I've made her read... um, basically you know like she'll give it a go and enjoy it but amy doesn't have the stamina to then be like okay i'm gonna read all 10 books in this this series which is what i love to do
0: i do like james is obviously he his genres is is fantasy and sci-fi and i really enjoy those genres but i do not enjoy the really high fantasy and like really complex sci-fi because i just find them too complex and i get really bored um but you know i've read a fucking shit ton that james has recommended me and i deserve like something
1: big time yeah and then you know, other than that, I would say. I mean, I reckon we would read fifty percent nonfiction.
0: Yeah, I would say fifty percent nonfic.
1: Um, but actually, I don't know. I reckon I do end up getting through more fiction, probably.
0: I, I read, read a lot. I
1: mean, I read a lot of both, like. Yeah. A lot, like uh, over hundred books a year, yeah. definitely.
0: Other, other genres that I like to read, I'll read just you know general like women's fic or just literature, uh, historical fiction.
1: We don't, like, tend to, like, really high, high literature, like... No. I mean, ex- an exception would be, like, I read Go Woman Other earlier this year, loved it, that and that was a did. very high, like, very experimental uh, style of writing, if, if you haven't read it. Um, I don't think there are any... There aren't really sentence breaks and paragraphs and stuff like that. Like, I can kind of... If it's... I don't know. If the right book, I can definitely do it. Um, it's probably rare, but often... Yeah, I, I mean... I will probably usually bounce off something that's too high high literature, but I read I read historical fiction, I read science fiction, I read fantasy. Yeah. So probably historical fiction is a bit of a crossover. Yeah. For us. Um, yeah, definitely. And as I said, Amy will occasionally read the books that I beg her to read. It's not true. You do read a lot of fantasy.
0: Like I do read a lot of fantasy, but I cannot handle the like the massive ones, or the ones that are like like Wheel of Time, like absolutely fuck off. Oh yeah, off. I mean,
1: I can't even. I couldn't even get through Wheel of Time. I got to book four and I was like, oh, really? really, ten more. And there's a lot of waffling, you know.
0: Yeah. How do you think you've grown together as a couple, creativ- creatively or otherwise?
1: It's really interesting. Like, we often talk about um, why are we both creatives and whether it was we influenced each other in it and whether we'd be creating without each other. Yeah. I definitely think Amy's the leader here. Like, I think Amy would be writing without me, 100%. I don't know if it would look exactly the same. I don't know if the, mm. the business would be the same. I don't know if – I'm not sure. But um, – I know that there's a big chance I wouldn't be riding with her, Amy, but there's a much smaller chance Amy wouldn't be riding without me.
0: Yeah, I, we talk about this a lot because we've been together from you know such a young age, and uh, we look at like you know how we influenced each other in our growth. And something that we often talk about is just how independent our growth journeys have been, despite always supporting each other through and always being with each other. We've I don't know what
1: it's I mean, like. We didn't live together until we'd been dating for like eight years. Yeah, because we were so young when we got together. Yeah, like we were still, like we, I was still living with my parents till I was in my mid twenties. Like, Amy was moving with her siblings because her parents moved to the UK until she was in her mid twenties. Like, it just wasn't. And then the, as as a result, we had quite separate, not separate lives. Like we obviously hung out all the time, but it wasn't like we were super enmeshed.
0: Mm, yeah,
1: and we had we gave each other a lot of space to grow.
0: Yeah. And we did have big, really big growth journeys very independently, but I guess we just witnessed each other and supported each other through it. Mm. Creatively, I feel like we're a bit more entwined, like we're just each other's biggest supporters. And I think we both see each other and we see the talents and the gifts within each other and we see the drive within each other and we just back each other furiously. Um,
1: I mean, all our com- I mean, anytime you hear us talking here on the podcast or Amy posting about creativity or in her books, like that's backed by hundreds and thousands of hours of conversation that we're having, mm. the two of us, just around the house and mm. on walks and when we're out to dinner and stuff. Like, it's, it's, that's really... I don't want to claim too much credit for Amy's intellectual property, but it's, like, a lot of that's born of our conversations, working stuff out together. Yeah.
0: About... Yeah, I mean, all of our cre- creative works are, all, are really influenced by each other.
1: I think, like, I'm a much bigger reader of things like... um Economics and sociology and stuff like that, and often that that side of the conversation often comes from me, I think, and then mm-hmm. Amy's much more of a like i I'm much mac- more macro, Amy's much more micro, like, mm. and then Amy's much more about the personal, the individual, yeah, um, and, the, and then we inform and help each other there, like we have different strengths and strengths yeah, and we there. Like do. I like to look at the statistics and I, like, I like to look at the broad picture. I like to look at the macro trends, like, you know, mm-hmm. if I, if you talk to me about an issue, I want to go back to like, well, how did you know what did hunter gatherers do? You know, I go all the way back there. That's and whereas Amy's like, what are people doing today?
0: Mm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's, I mean, we, the way that we work together is magical and it's incredible. And I'm so grateful for this creative companionship and just companionship in general. Mm. Okay. Huh. How do you structure your work days? We've spoken about this a bit um, about how we have quite a, strict structure Um, it has gone to shit in the last few weeks I won't lie to you but we have a strict morning structure um, so that we can make sure that we both get the stuff done that's important to us and then the rest of the day is kind of um, up for whatever is needing to to be paid attention to
1: yeah that's right just front load the first three hours of the day with as much of the important shit as you can
0: and important shit we're talking about journaling writing our fiction breath work exercise exercise,
1: and then once you've done that it's like well everything else is a bonus yeah
0: And business-wise, you know, then after that business is kind of, that's when we would do our business stuff uh, and working on what it is that we're creating. Um, And and that doesn't have any structure. It's just, you know, what needs to get done? Let's talk about it. Let's go. We have a Monday meeting uh, that's been kind of thrown off by lockdown because we normally go out for like coffee and have our Monday meeting. And we just look at what needs to get done. And then we split up who's going to do what. Um, And yeah, that just gets done when it needs to get done.
1: Yeah, I think we're not as, maybe as organized as you might think. Like, ex- other than the fact that we know exactly what we're doing in the morning and then naturally business stuff just sort of falls into, which we see is not as important, mm. falls into the afternoon. Amy, Amy al- almost always seems to create content for Instagram in the late afternoon,
0: mm.
1: whether that's by design or if that's just how it falls just how in. Just falls, yeah. But you notice that, like, that, you might, that, that might be what you see mostly, Amy, but that's definitely not falling into the most important bucket.
0: No, not at all. And that,
1: so that's, like, that's getting shifted to the end of the day where it's like
0: it's yeah
1: potentially not going to happen like that the, the later in the day it is for us the less the more risk it is it's not going to happen so podcast for example will usually record at 11 30, 12 so that's once again it's not it's not in the most important slot but that's not like a four o'clock thing yeah so it's still more important I yeah
0: think. and in terms of how we do business together um it's definitely really unique uh and interesting balance of how we do business like uh i trust i think it's a lot about trust i trust that if we you know look through everything and then we each have jobs that we'll each eventually get to our jobs mm. um and if it becomes an emergency then we'll have a chat about it like this needs to get done today and then it gets done yeah. um but we are not dictating hours on each other we just have the monday meeting this is just kind of aims of stuff that we'd like to get done like for example this week um uh, on Monday, we were talking about the launch of the new podcast, It's Time to Write, and we knew that we needed to uh, get the system, the, what'd you call, what would you call it, like the app? Yeah,
1: the um, platform. The
0: platform all up and running uh, for this new podcast. And I said, okay, well, by Friday, James, will you have a handle on that? And he said, yep. And that's just how we kind of organize uh, like our business to-do lists.
1: I like On, on Monday Meeting, because I'm a bit more scatty than Amy. Is that, um, is that true? Well, I mean, if it's not,
0: we are both I have like incredibly a few, scatty. I have it's a few honestly incredible big that we function.
1: Priorities. Um and Amy whereas Amy can hold more things in her head at once. So it's like Amy right, really yeah. has to often tell me specifically what she wants from it. us. I think you know, if you have if you're someone who's neurodivergent often you need to have someone be very specific to you about what you need to get done and Amy as I mean, I see Amy as my boss and even though it is a partnership, I do see Amy as directing and she's leading and directing the business um and she asked me for help for things and that's what i'm doing so i need her to ask me specifically what she needs help with yeah that, that's been role. a big
0: learning curve like i can't vaguely ask you to do stuff mm. because it's just too vague
1: yeah
0: but yeah by by saying i would like this done by this date, it all just works yeah and we've never had a real blow up in any way in terms of business stuff ever yeah. we are just compassionate with each other listen talk it's been good how long have you been married Three years. this December. Yep. We got married in 2018 in in December. Yeah.
1: yeah. It was lovely. Yeah, it was lovely. We had a small wedding. Yeah, I did. It was, yeah. was people restaurant in Sydney.
0: Didn't have wear shoes. We didn't or a wear crown. shoes. Yeah. It was lovely. What are your favorite video games? I have played one video game. It's The Witcher. It was excellent. It's my favorite video game. <laughs> I love Henry Cavill.
1: What do you like? What kind of video games do you like to watch me play?
0: Um, anything fantasy, anything story-driven. I don't like any of the Dark Souls. I don't like a game where if it's too light outside, you can't see the screen, which is all Dark Souls. Fair enough. Stupid. And I don't like any kind of Super Smash Mario motherfucker. Fair enough. I can dumb. understand
1: that. My favourite games are all strategy games, basically. So um, XCOM 2... I love Civilization. I love Total War, Warhammer, or any kind of Total War games. Um, I love games where you have to build a society and a civilization, and you have to plan it, and you have to like make all the buildings, and you have to like manage your resources, and you have to like make a little army or something. Um, I just, for some I don't know what it is. I just love that it's so ordered and structured, and like there's so. I mean, I love an XCOM 2. You can literally see the percentage chance that when you fire your gun, it's going to hit the enemy. You think it just that's does an something to my brain. Thing? I don't know, maybe.
0: Mm, interesting.
1: I love it. I love. Because, you know, when I was growing up, I love to know. I love Dragon Ball Z. I was saying this to me the other day because everyone had a power level and I could rank them. It's amazing. I could tear. I could tier everything and rank it. It was the best.
0: You love the numbers. But then
1: I also love Dark Souls, um, Bloodborne, all the From Software games, um, Sekiro. Nice. Games that are. Uh, make you feel extremely frustrated for about 30 minutes at a time, and then you go over that frustrating period and you win, and then you feel so good.
0: Nice. What muggle jobs did, do you have? Did, do, you did have? Do,
1: did, do. Um, do you want to go first or should I go first?
0: I'll go first. I have been a nanny, a waitress many different times, a personal trainer, a personal assistant. Um, I have been a social media manager. I have worked for a wedding venue. Um, am I missing anything? it's
1: pretty much. Do you say cafe? Yeah, yeah cafe.
0: Waitress. I do. I waitress um, for a long time.
1: Yeah. Um, I have been a have watched retail. We did a tea shop called t Two in Australia, um, and which I really liked because I love tea. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, I found retail very stressful, and uh, I've watched as a sports coach at my at the local high school. That's why I did all through uni. Um coached I got to coach my favorite sport touch football which was awesome um I really did genuinely love that job like I, I honestly I almost would do that for the rest of my life um, and <laughs> be happy I loved the it. girls
0: used to own you though like they had you wrapped around their finger
1: I was pretty soft like <laughs> oh James do we have to do fitness okay fine don't do fitness today I buy an ice to, block yeah I used to buy them all well, ice I used blocks. to make them a deal that I'd make I'd buy them ice blocks if they won their game and then like for some reason, they were my, just my team's always won. Nice. I don't know if it was the coaching or if it was, I think we were often ranked. We were often put into too lower division. Um, but it ended up backwiring massively. Um, I have tutored at university, so running tutorials and marking essays. Um, and th- that's Coding. The pop- And, well, yeah, very brief stint. I, I learned to code, um, realized that officers give me panic attacks, and then I stopped. Nice.
0: Yeah. And now we do this full-time. Yeah. Amy, when did you move from the UK to Oz? I moved here when I was 16 years old. Um, and yeah. So it's been what? A long time now. I can't do the maths. I never did maths.
1: You're 29. So it's about 13 years.
0: 13 years, yeah. Beautiful. And we've just got some beautiful vague questions that are hard to answer, but like people asking about, want to hear more about Amy and James's relationship. What practices do you have in your relationship that feel, you know, maintain a healthy space together? Um, yeah, that's an
1: interesting one. I think like, we're just very... If someone wants to... Like, if Amy or I want to do something, like, that person just basically does has no veto power. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's like... If I want to... You know, Amy will bitterly complain about several things I do, but in, like, a... It's never stopped me doing it, basically. <laughs> like, it, that's the understanding. It's like, she's like, I'm just letting you know I'm going to complain about this, but I don't... That doesn't mean I don't want you to do it. So, like, to get to my Dungeons & Dragons game, I have to drive an hour and a half across the city, and then I don't get home till midnight. And Amy hates that, mostly because I don't get home until midnight. Um, and she's, been, she's like been in bed for two hours, and then I wake her up when I come home, and she's annoyed at me. Um, she's like, I'm going to complain. She's like, I still want you to keep going. I'm just going to let you know I'm going to complain about it. <laughs> so it's, just, it's like it's like letting the other person... like Being allowed to complain about something, but then not stopping the other person yeah. from doing it, I think, is...
0: Yeah, definitely. I think we're very good communicators. Um, We've also been doing the work on ourselves together. We're always self-reflecting. I think we're both very um, aware of who it is we are and some of our faults, um, which I think really helps our relationship. We spend a fucking shit ton of time together. Honestly, it's incredible. I'm basically never away from James. Um, Yet we still manage to make it work.
1: Yeah. trying to think what boundaries we have. Like...
0: Well, we have the ones, like, don't talk to me if I'm focusing, which I'm bad at keeping, but I really do Mm. try. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah. I think I'm probably, like, weirdly, I'm probably a bit more social than Amy. Like, I want, I'll probably organise more social stuff, which annoys Amy Mm. a bit, like, because then Amy gets dragged along to it. Mm -hmm. Whereas Amy would rather just be at home in peace Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. Um, But she's still... Will come with me, yeah, and compromise. Too. I guess there's just a lot yeah. of
0: compromise.
1: Mm.
0: And James, you're so easygoing, it's just like it's really beneficial to me. He's a very nice guy, I'm go. very lucky. Amy's
1: been very complimentary to me in this, yeah. I'm I have on that, you once. I'll say that Amy's recollection of uh, um, me in high school is definitely not my own personal recollection of me in high school, but that's
0: what everyone used to say like, oh, we don't really know who James is. You make
1: me seem a lot cooler than I was.
0: Um, I'm sorry, like. You were so cool. Oh, there you go. You were a fucking little jock, but you were like the sweetest little jock in the world.
1: I don't associate with being a jock only cuz I was good at rugby.
0: Yeah. It's not your fault.
1: But yeah.
0: Everyone was always like, "Oh, James." Yeah. James Weinstock with a nice nose. That was w- the weird thing that he was known for.
1: To this day. Give yourself I don't a profile
0: look. It. You have a lovely nose, it's so straight. Oh,
1: there you go. Mm, yum. Can you know I loves. say Jewish people always have... No, they actually, they don't say that of us, us, do they?
0: No. <laughs>
1: they don't at all. It's interesting, because I do have a... I... You have a very... Is it Roman my fa- nose? My, the Jewish side of my family does have very traditionally Jewish noses, um, but I must I think I take after the um, Anglo side yeah. my, in my nose.
0: It's lovely. I literally have a recollection of someone being like, that's James dog. He has a really nice
1: nose. Such a weird compliment to get.
0: <laughs> also, people used to talk about your butt. You have cute butt. Peachy. Peachy.
1: I've got big, if you don't know me, I have giant legs. <laughs> like giant like legs. I, like I do one squat and I go up, I go to upper pant size. It's impossible for me to find pants because it's like either they're so big around my, like they're so tight around my thighs, but it really loose around my waist. And so not, literally I can't find a pair of pants to fit <laughs>
0: And that is how we will end this podcast. Yeah. Goodbye. James's pants. <laughs> Thanks guys. We'll see you next week.